0: Bo Wernick. He's a CEO and chief engineer at Data Composites. How did I meet Bo? Well, I am part of Nova Labs, a makerspace here in Reston, Virginia. And I was on the Slack channel. I was like, hey, I would love to interview anybody who's interested and in the space of hacking things together and making the passion of their hobbies and, and uh, building stuff. And Bo stepped forward and as I learned and with, on the conversation with him last week, he is a design engineer, a business developer, and specializing in composite structures and autonomous systems. And that's one of the things that his company does. And I was like totally blown away because these are some of the things that I've dreamt of for the past four or five years, looking to build an Iron Man suit with foam core and then. Started looking at 3D printers, and then they're all Kickstarter, so you have to wait like six months. But anyways, in a makerspace, they already have 3D printers, so I'm super excited and happy to have Bo come and be a guest on that podcast. Bo, thank you so much for your time and coming on to the podcast.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was funny. You mentioned went out in our Slack channel and said, yeah. "Hey, is anybody wants to do this?" And I'm like, "I'm an anybody." Yeah, that like talk about cool stuff, and uh, <laughs> I looked up your your information, and I think this is a great channel for people that are just interested in all kinds of creativity, problem solving, and learning. So I'm I'm happy to be part of it. Thank you so much for the invitation, and uh, I, I I really aspire to what you're doing. What we do here is very similar to a podcast, but in real life, you know, we're in real life practicing. exactly right. <laughs> you, don't, you don't just talk about it anymore; you're actually doing it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we're all we all have the same passion for the same stuff in terms of sharing and, and learning and, and building neat wild things whatever. Nice. So, nice. so yeah, let's, let's see where this takes us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I'm absolutely passionate about is to learn the journey and the story of our guests. And since this is season 2 of the podcast and season 1 I just focused on all of the hobbies that I was passionate about and sharing that with the world In season two, I'm bringing on other hobbyists, other hackers, other entrepreneurs and, you know, uh, crazy ones just like me and um, asking them, you know, where did their journey start from and how they got to where they are today and how, you know, what they're doing today is what's, pas- what's passionate for them. So, and that's one of the reasons. So that's, that's just to get it's like it's like an origin story, basically, right, and then yeah. we'll have the second edition where we go to you know now we've we've already seen that origin story of Iron Man or Thor or Captain America, now what's ha- what's happening in the next so that will be future, hopefully maybe we'll get there you know in season three, but that's some of the things that I'm passionate about and wanted to learn more so yeah, t- yeah, yeah, so tell me um you know how. Uh, you began into the journey of running your own composites team company.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny you bring out Iron Man. I was stuck in a cave. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> those, are, those are hard uh, origin stories to match up. <laughs> so uh, let's, let's, let's start at the beginning, right? So, my yeah. mom is an artist and an art teacher at like middle schools and things. And she also had a degree in a career in art. And my dad is an engineer. And so you mix those together and you get me and my sister who, nice. interestingly, I'm an engineer who's very creative. And my sister is a creative who's got a pretty good background in technical. So like she works for Pixar and Disney. doing oh my God. Graphic <laughs> animation, Right. So she's on a computer and then I'm on a computer doing like drones and whatnot and yeah. trying to human interface, you know, uh, so that when people use a drone, it's not like some complex glued together solution, but like something that's fairly elegant and mm. operates like you'd expect it to. And so we're kind of coming from the opposite ends of this combination spectrum, uh, which is cool. And at the end of the day, 99% of our work is essentially sitting on a computer in front of some 3D modeling programs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's really a lot of crossover after all. That
0: is so cool. And, then, and, then, and it was cool, right? Being in a makerspace, once you've designed that model, then you go to actually produce it in, in, a, you know, in a, a 3D printer or a CNC mail or
1: whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. My sister lives out in California in LA mm-hmm. and you know, she works with these, these Hollywood type um, studios. And so we didn't see each other. Like I don't hang out there every day. You know, I see her yeah. for holidays and whatever, vacations and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I hadn't ever seen her office and she had never seen mine. And yeah. at one point I was getting married. And so she flew out here for the wedding and I had flown up a couple weeks before to visit her and choose my wife to the family who couldn't make it out. Mm-hmm. The wedding. And so we got to see each other's offices for the first time. And I'll tell you, the office at Pixar mm-hmm. is almost exactly like Nova Labs. I'm looking around and I'm like, look at all this 3D printed stuff. You have got 3D printers going like crazy. But it's <laughs> odd, just kind of hanging out and talking about crazy ideas that would be used to see. Yeah. Like that's exactly what we do. And it's so funny yeah. like, that's as amazing. We are as people and our skill sets and our career paths, we kind of are the same exact job. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: that's... So, the, the origin story, and, and I've always been really into airplanes. And so, that's kind of been my gig. Although, I'll tell you, my, I don't know how much time you want to spend on origin stories, but I've got this incredible, eclectic history of working at crazy, awesome jobs and mm-hmm. having crazy experiences. And so, getting to where I am today as an engineer and a business owner was a long and adventurous journey yeah. through working at an eBay store and an African wild animal park and a horse ranch and wow. all the wild stuff. Uh, but, but here I am now. I worked for about 10 years, mm-hmm. credentials after college, and I got the great opportunity to work at a company called Aurora Flight Sciences, which mm-hmm. did research and development aircraft, mostly for the military. So all these kind of cutting-edge, X-plane, super-secret, High capability projects, and most of them were autonomous drone-based. So, really, really cool things that we actually all got to build and fly. Yeah, great career. And I eventually wanted to get into the commercial side, and those are very different markets. Going making products for people to buy versus Mm -hmm. making a research project to prove something to NASA. Yeah. So uh, that doesn't transition so easily if you're a business (laughs) from one to the other. So I started my own gig, and I started doing commercial drone parts for startups that were selling new drones or new drone equipment
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and i've grown from there
0: that is so cool man um i've absolutely been on the fence to get a drone and one of the reasons that i haven't gotten a drone is because of the area we live in you know we're
1: Uh, close to sorry we're in the flight restriction zone yeah
0: we're in the flight restriction zone and it's like you know there's there's no point in even investing any time or dime into flying, you know, buying a drone and then learning how to fly it.
2: I mean,
1: i didn't go that far. So I'm, I'm no. a okay. drone advocate, and I definitely recognize the issues. And I teach these classes at universities and work with the FAA and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. very familiar with the pros and cons and okay. all that. But the reality is, you can get a drone for under hundred bucks. It's a ton of fun. You can fly it indoors. You can take it outside the FRZ, which is like half an hour drive to some flying field somewhere mm-hmm. with a bunch of other people that fly drones, and you can learn. You can play. And that's a ton of fun, and it's you know, if you can't ride a bicycle <laughs> outside your apartment door, you have to walk it down the street. But then you can yeah. ride any do anything. It's still yeah. worth having if you're into oh, yeah. that. So oh, I, yeah. I, I
0: totally get it. I do have drones. I have a tiny drone that I fly in my ha- in the house. Um, I've that had several site the helicopters with the dual mm-hmm. propeller. You know, so I've I've had several of those. There's some even boxed up. I even bought a helicopter with a elevated uh trim control and everything. I never got to get that stupid thing off the ground. It's still sitting in the box.
1: Oh no! And well, when it's not here, you got to bring it. I will uh,
0: definitely be uh, bringing it, in, man. Um. Yeah. So in uh, I, so when I was living in Colorado, I was like, I totally want to get into drones, and I even met up with us several uh drone meetups and you know i saw the six propeller the eight propeller and it was it was a ton of fun uh watching these guys fly their drones and um i absolutely you know would love to get one like one of the inspire ones or inspire twos and shoot some video following cars so my neighbor he was um he said that he has an inspire one and he used to do a lot of drone footage uh, back in Indiana, but being in this area, he's like, you know, there's a lot of restrictions. So if there's something that I can point him to, like even bring him to, you know, Nova labs and have him talk to you, I'm sure that he can probably find, you know, ways to get back into that same business that he was doing before.
1: Oh, well, interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm always open to a conversation, mm-hmm. uh, Right now, I have an Inspire 1, an Inspire 2, a Matri, mm. and a Mavic. And those are all the DJI products.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, newer ones, and they're fantastic. Uh, a little pricey, and they do have flight restriction awareness. So if you take it too close to the it won't take off. It won't fly.
2: Yeah.
1: So, is that. Uh, a lot of the other stuff that's out there, like the unique products? there's an H520 or something. That's a great system. And that one doesn't have any of the restrictions. So technically, oh, it'll law for better or for worse.
0: <laughs> it'll break it'll let you break the lives, Is that what you're saying
1: yeah exactly i mean everything within moderation right i mean yes we all need a little bit sometimes and uh you know it's kind of like understood that's within reason uh, yeah yeah Guns yeah, are, are somewhat similar to that we've got a we're outside the frz here so we're actually allowed to fly and we've got registrations and licenses and so forth so we do all the paperwork and file all the forms and get it all yeah. done. I teach classes here if people want to be legit in terms of what they need to do. Nice. Realistically, uh, you know, the FAA is going from manned aircraft, which have mm. a reasonable expectation of safety, yeah. and then trying to scale it down to like hobby RC planes. <laughs> and mm-hmm. they just don't scale, those, those levels of rules don't scale well at the micro level. So it's yeah. still pretty arduous. I mean, for the average person who's used to being able to go to the store and buy a thing and then go use it, right? Like, can you imagine if you bought a flat-screen TV from Costco or something and you had, like, 25 pages of government forms and a test you had to take at a center and, like...
0: Oh, my know, God. Yeah, that's...
1: that's Every time you turn the TV on or off, you have to do a full inspection. Like, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. That so would be to pretty... To
0: that would be pretty uh, painful, like you know what i'm not I'm just not going to watch t v anymore
1: <laughs> right You have to like said. Time around when you have like an hour of build up and tear down, and yeah, you know, at yeah. the end of the day, no one's t v ends up like crashing into their neighbor's car.
0: no, that's true
1: <laughs> so really okay but that's that's the deal right I mean they yeah. the rules don't scale well, so they're over conservative, mm-hmm. but realistically the the hardest part about this drone issue is that the people who want to follow the rules are yeah. punished by having all these rules to follow. And the people yeah. that don't follow the rules just do whatever they want anyway. And <laughs> the ones that get caught on TV like flying it over a you know motorcade or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's very That's, similar to some other Second Amendment type discussions people have. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, drones aren't uh, doing real damage anywhere. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is kind of perceived damage. So yeah. I'm not concerned about it in terms of Is this a crisis or anything? Okay, it'll get figured out. And people, for the most part, have a uh, sense of self-preservation. Plus, drones are still expensive, right? Yes, they're expensive. uh, You know, if you screw up with them, you don't get the drone back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That is correct. Um, um, So, my brother in California, he has a Zayun, and um, he was flying that when I was visiting. And I was like, "Dude, this is so cool! Got this dedicated controller." So that was uh, pretty awesome. And, and drones are pretty amazing in what you can do with them. Like, I think somewhere I read that Amazon was planning on using drones for, um, like, food delivery even. It's, like, interesting. Um, the food I mean, still hot. <laughs> <isn't
1: anything. laughs> I, I just put a whole lot of stake in it. I no. think that, not, not to be too too directive. a pun. No. <laughs> no, but I'll take it. But realistically, there's, there's not a whole lot of both value proposition no, and physical reality. I mean, there's so much lower hanging fruit that yeah. it's ridiculous. Like a, a ground-based robot is a fantastic idea to solve all the same issues, right? Yeah, exactly. Lock-in-out delivery and repeatable process and automation, all these things that they're trying to throw as you can do with a ground robot way mm-hmm. easier and faster and cost effective and all that. So, And that's happening too. They're just not as flashy, like a drone carrying a pizza is like, whoa. So like newspapers and TV shows will put that on. But like a little robot that looks like R2-D2 with like a pizza in him, it's just kind of silly. Yeah.
0: So what was uh, really interesting was, um, so I think Amazon might, I mean, Amazon has to make money if they were to do that. But I think uh, an area that they were they were testing in drone delivery was with organs, like people who need transplants yeah. for organs. They're Like yeah. you know, we can deliver a, this organ real quickly with a drone with a straight line of sight, and you know don't have to worry about uh, getting stuck in traffic and stuff like that. So they were, I think, they were running some tests in that area.
1: Yeah, that's one of the companies I work with. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. No, it's- <laughs>
0: I'm talking. i already
1: Hey, if it's drones, I got my hands (laughs) in it.
0: Stay away. Sorry, come again.
1: I said, if it's got drones in it, I I am all over it. I can't stay away from these things. Nice. Out somewhere. Let's say I'm on the metro, right? Uh And I hear someone talk about drones. Like I'll just cozy on up. Like like I know them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that crazy? (laughs)
1: Yeah. I mean, hey, it's great to have passions. Very few of us in this world are so lucky to be able to do what we love. That's true. But that's great. And uh, hey, you know, if you can't if you can't find happiness where you can, then what's the point? So exactly, yeah, sure on the subways talking about drones and who knows where it'll take you. One exactly. day, we deliver the heart through the air.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's very very true, very very true. And I try. I mean, I don't travel by subway as much. Uh, otherwise, I'd be picking up conversations with people as well uh, on different topics. And I have gotten a little more. Courageous and pick topics and talk to people about stuff, but um, I don't. I don't have those public opportunities as much as um, you might, because well, you're right in the center of the makerspace. Yeah, uh, talking with people and whatnot.
1: Yeah, yeah. The makerspace here is is very. We say community oriented. And yes. I don't know if people really get what that means, but if you could imagine, like, not very community oriented would be like a gym. Or like you go and you do your thing and you don't really go there to make friends and like yeah. you know, you start talking to the person on the next treadmill. It's kind of weird. It's like, you it is. <laughs> right. And then there's like a pure social club, which would be like, I don't know, a fraternity or something. Right. So we're like a little, we're not quite in the middle. We're a little more towards a social club here. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically any conversation is a conversation you can join. So nice. you know, whenever you're working on something and it's cool, people will come over and talk to you and you can do the same with other people's projects and everyone's, a sharer, if not an oversharer, Yeah. It's a very cool place to make connections.
0: Yeah, so I took my son over to the Nova Labs as well. I was like, you know, you're coming with me and taking this green class. And, of course, you know, it's a long, you know, just a long sitting in the chair and listening about all the rules. And he's nine years old. So it's like, mm-hmm. is this all we're going to do this whole time? Uh-huh. I was like, um, no, we're going to go visit the, you know, different areas and check them out. So then uh, towards the end when we were all done, you know, there's all these 3D models in the front. And he's like, oh, can I stay here for a little longer? I just want to play with some of this stuff. And um, then, what's this? I can't remember. I think there's some gentleman who built the at with the wooden AT&T.
1: Uh-huh, his name's um, David. David, right.
0: So he, he was working, he's working on this catapult. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> so a so catapult yeah so he's he Muhammad looks at it and he's like, "Oh my God, that's so cool. How do you work it so then David's explaining to him you know how this whole thing works. He's going to throw the ball over. he's like, oh, so he's like totally into it and so that was uh that was really cool
1: yeah great yeah, David's a cool cat his his thing, so everyone's got the thing right like obviously, I'm a drone guy, but mm-hmm. David's thing is making projects that are really cool, like almost art pieces mm-hmm. but also like science tutorial pieces, yeah like makes these things all the time and then takes them on this road show with a couple friends where they do like science fairs and
2: you uh-huh. know sort of things
1: so yeah it's like to, to illustrate verbally to your listeners what this is yeah. so imagine a catapult that was like self-reloading right so it's got like a little wench motor type thing and it pulls itself back and the little ball comes from a hopper and puts it in there and then it launches it right okay that's pretty simple to imagine Well, so now imagine on the other side where that ball is landing, there's another catapult, and the ball lands in the hopper of that catapult. So they're essentially playing catch, Mm
2: -hmm. and they're shooting
1: back and forth. Now you add, like, four more of those, so there's six, and they're each shooting across from each other, crossing over in the middle, right? Like, in a big circle. Mm -hmm. And now you put the whole thing on a rotating platen, and so this whole thing spins around while these catapults shoot back and forth at each other, like some kind of marble, like, fountain at the hotel in vegas kind of thing it's uh,
0: so so if these catapults are are you know shooting these little balls across do they ever crash in each other
1: uh so there's everything that you can imagine A yeah. hypothetical scenario where it fails it dies yes you've got to overcome every problem you can imagine that he kind of knew getting into it like there's going to be All kinds of, like, the balls won't land in the same spot every time. Yeah. Yeah. How do I get it so that if they fall, they don't roll down the street? Now Mm -hmm. I've only got two balls left after a minute. (laughs) We have to solve all these problems. And gotten pretty good at getting it adjusted and dialed in. It's funny because the project that makes – the thing that makes that project and all of his projects really interesting and great for Nova Labs is that he builds them here, Mm -hmm. kind of conceives them, starts building them, tests them. And they're neat. They're so visually neat. They're designed to be visually neat. So people are coming over every five minutes while he's working. He probably spends for a three-hour session when he's here. He comes in for about three hours mm-hmm. once a week. He probably spends an hour and a half or two hours explaining over and over and over again to every person who walks by what it is. And I think that's part of the reason he builds these things.
2: Yeah, because...
1: He loves to share.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and and that's what that's one of the reasons I had mentioned earlier. You know, it'd be really cool if there was a Nova Labs podcast and every week, you have, we're talking about a different. We're talking to a different creator. And if it got, if it got um, crazy enough, we could even do it daily. We're daily. We're talking. You know, one day, we're talking all the the wood, the woodworking members. And the other day, we're the next day we're talking about metal. Next day, robotics, drones. You know, all these cool things. So, it could like because I know there's a calendar where. There's set dates on where which uh, teams meet or which uh, open hours they have on each of the days. I think it would be really cool if there was a podcast level or a it, it's like a live radio show happening as well. I mean, that would yeah,
1: it fun. sounds like a lot of work, but an awesome idea. Uh, no,
0: because there are some platforms that will enable like live. So there's minimal editing. Because mm-hmm. it's all happening now. It's done. It's a produced episode. It's just like a radio show, and now it's up and available for people to listen in the future.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I used Anchor for a while for doing podcasts, mm-hmm. and it was very similar to that. It has this like quasi-editing thing where you have like a mixing board. Yeah. And you can edit it while you're doing it. So you're like adding sounds and
2: cutting yeah.
1: in sound files together. It was pretty cool. If you get good at it, you essentially can spend the one hour discussion oh yeah done at the end and edited Absolutely. Uh, pretty cool. uh, yeah
0: I, I use anchor myself for uh hosting my podcast and it's it's been uh it's been great They you know they recently got purchased by uh, spotify mm-hmm. and spotify has been adding some really cool features um to the platform and um it's been pretty good
1: that's awesome yeah that's fantastic yeah, people here love to share, and we'd love to be able to reach out more with the media. You know, I don't know if you've done a podcast about Nova Labs in the past. but I have not. First... Give you like a 30-second spiel for your listeners. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So we keep saying Nova Labs and Makerspace, and yeah. everyone has a different level of familiarity with this concept. So if you've never heard of any of this before, you're like, what is this weird Disneyland of people he's talking about? It's like Willy Wonka's factory. Yeah. Um, so. Essentially what it is, is a facility where people pay a monthly membership to come and hang out like a clubhouse, but it also has a ton of tools. And then we take turns volunteering to teach each other classes about whatever it is we know about. So someone who's here is a woodworker. They teach about how to use the saws and woodworking tools in the back. And somebody else here is a fine art painter. And so they teach about um, how to you know, do whatever project they're doing. And so it covers this huge gamut from like cybersecurity and hacking. To uh, arts and crafts and all kinds of things, and, and we're open to everything. We recently got blacksmithing and casting, so people have forges in the back wow. now. And then, you know, people come in sometimes and they say, "Hey, do you guys have like uh, places where we can build sets for our plays or like theater plays?" Mm-hmm. Like, no, oh, but we could. Let's start doing that. So yeah, yeah, we're constantly growing and changing, and it's it's a about 10,000 square feet. We've got about half of that as a machine shop and half of it is kind of open office space and light equipment like electronics and 3D printing. So people come in, they do what they do. I run a business out of here. Some people are kind of weekly regulars during whatever scheduled Monday night, shop night thing they come to. And mm. some people just come because they don't want to spend $500 on tools and store yeah. them in their house and they just show up whenever they need a table saw. Yeah,
0: and uh, so... I discovered Nova Labs because my brother-in-law's, oh, sorry, my brother's brother-in-law. He's a he he, he he's a maker himself, and he utilizes uh, his makerspace out in um, California. And I was which one? in California.
1: You know which makerspace?
0: Not, no, I'm not sure the name of the makerspace. Where does he live? Uh, he lives in. Stanford. No, st- close to Stanford or prison Area.
2: Okay. I remember. Sorry, yeah, go on.
0: Uh, yeah, So he um he's built like fidget spinners using uh a you know laser cutter and uh he's you know made fidget spinners using plastic and um uh, as well as like wooden objects to hold your headphones, you know, at your desk. And uh he's Got all these cool projects, either 3D printed or, you know, laser cut it. And I was like, dude, this is super awesome. He's like, yeah, dude, I just go to this makerspace and they have all these tools. I was like, what is a makerspace? (laughs) Yeah. And then I searched for a makerspace around here. And at the time I was working in Rockwell and there's not much out there. So I was like, you know, and then I found Nova Labs close to home in Reston. And I was like, oh, my God, I mean, I need to go visit. I need to go visit. So for, for the longest time, I've been wanting to, you know. Actually, I did come in and, and visited on uh, a woodworking open night. And I talked to a gentleman and he's like, yeah, dude, this is really cool. You can come use these tools. And then for at least two years, I've been wanting to get the green orientation class. And then finally, I did it last week because I saw some opening. I was like you're not going uh, football today because they canceled his practice. So like, let's go to Nova Labs. So he's nice. uh, super excited. and, and uh, cool.
1: cool. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. Uh, the family that makes together stays together. We have yes. a family membership and essentially you, you can bring your family for free is what it accounts yeah. to. Yeah. You, you get so much more entrenched in this if you can all come together and do it together. And It's kind of like gym buddies, right? If you've ever...
0: Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely.
1: I had an opportunity to go to the gym with a friend, like, mm-hmm. your know, work schedules overlap on Tuesdays or something, and it's like, all right, yeah. that'll be a day after work. You're just yeah. way more likely to go, you know? And oh, it's absolutely. make it happen, so it's that's yeah. fantastic. Plus, you know, it's, it's great to so- bring young people in.
0: And, oh, and yeah, absolutely, and he loves making stuff. He um r- When uh, the Lego uh, Voltron model came out, I was like, I'm getting this for my son because he's been watching Voltron for the past, you know, four years or, or three years or something. He's like totally psyched about it. So, as soon as the model came out, I got it and he built the whole thing himself.
2: That's cool.
0: He's like, he hadn't even turned eight, uh, nine yet, but he'd finished the whole thing. So, he loves building Legos. He loves coming up with, you know, different ways to experiment. And um, we were actually going strawberry picking last or two weeks ago in Ashburn. And I messaged a friend of mine and uh, I was like, hey, I'm going to be passing by your place he's like you know today is makerspace day kids kids day at makerspace at the library i was like oh really so we got to meet him there and then my son he used a tiktok cad or something um and he built thor's um stormbreaker hammer
2: uh-huh.
0: and then so we had that 3d printed there and i was like dude we have 3d sp- printing space right here um at uh, Nova Labs. So one of the cool things about, um, I guess at the library is that you can give them the model and then come back at later day when they get it printed, but one thing that I uh, noticed, because nobody's here overnight at Nova Labs, so you have to stay there while your model is being printed, correct?
1: Uh, yeah, for the most part, that's, that's a general rule we put in place.
0: Yeah. So, so that was pretty cool. So I was like, you know, I'm going to bring him here so you he can get more involved into what I'm passionate about. And what's funny is that hacks and hobbies is like literally everything that Nova Labs is about. It's, it's like a synergy that got created somehow <laughs> without um, proper introduction, I guess, in the beginning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it is. A very cool place, and it's one of many. Like you said, your brother's brother in law goes to one mm-hmm. out in California. Mm-hmm. There's probably two or three hundred large maker spaces in the US, probably 10 times that around the world. Mm-hmm. And then there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of small community ones, like the one you're talking about in that library that yeah. have access to 3D printers and some educational programming, especially for kids. Yeah. So. So, you know, I would say wherever you are, you've probably got access to some form of a maker community and everyone should at least check it out and know about it because there's so many opportunities to learn and to do projects. And I think it's, in the biggest sense of the picture, mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons makerspaces are around now, because there's nothing magic about a makerspace. It could have existed a hundred years ago, right? Oh, yeah. A blacksmithery space or whatever it would have been. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more now because now we're so disconnected. From the uh, manufacturing process in our everyday lives mm-hmm. we don't even have things with buttons on them anymore they're all touch screens so everything nice. is so digital it yes. feels so synthetic that you know people want to be able to make something with their hands they want to fix things they want to know how things work they want to kind of take the reins back from the speed of the way the world is moving around them yeah i think this is a really good way to feel empowered to to uh, control the world around you is being able to do things like fix stuff when it breaks or understand why things work and and how to, how to solve problems. Uh, there's all kinds of programs about stuff called physical literacy Mm. where kids today are growing up in a world where like they've never touched a screwdriver and they've never glued two pieces of paper together. Like it's just so digital. And I think that's a big part of why it's popular now. And a lot of people who come in here, Are in the digital space, a lot of people in IT and software development, and they're like, I just wanna make something with my hand. I just wanna be able to set something on a desk and say, I did a real physical thing today.
2: Absolutely.
0: And what's crazy is that I am constantly thinking of of different projects and bringing the source materials. At least have 10 different projects that I'm um, working on, on and off. Like I'm trying to build an LED table. Uh, with all these LED lights, so it, it 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 will kind of act like a key light, but I've got to solder all these LED pe- pieces together. Or I mean, it was a strip, and I cut them up so I could lay them in a mm-hmm. in a you know panel space. So I've got that going on. I've got like so many different things. I just my mind is just expanding from all of this stuff. Yeah. My wife's like, you just got to pick one and just do it and then go to the next one.
1: It's like, no, but this is so exciting. (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. I know. It's so funny. and You know, inspiration is not something you can control, right? It's Mm -hmm. not like a real procedural process. And so, like, you'll be working on one thing and then you'll see a TV show or someone else's project or Mm -hmm. it'll give you an idea for some other thing and you're constantly jumping around. yeah. It's not a job, right? There's no bosses here. We like to say all the time, there's no bosses here. It's partially because it's an all-volunteer space. There's no employees yes. at all. Yeah. It's, it's nice because you come here, and no one tells you you have a deadline, and no one tells you you have yes. to do it yeah. this way. It's like you want to build a boat out of cardboard and then mm-hmm. go float it in the river? Yeah, yeah. go for yeah. it. Yeah, and halfway through, you change your mind, and now you want to do something else? That's cool, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've got all oh, kinds right. of things and we do, we do projects that do have some level of structure and, and conclusion. And I obviously run a business, so I do have deadlines. Yeah. You gotta have, you know, we do things like there's a club here that does parades. So mm. there was one up in Baltimore. They just did called the kinetic sculpture parade. Nice. And you have to build a five person man powered float. So you have to like pedal it or something. Oh, and wow. it has to go 15 miles down the parade route. And then it has to go like a few thousand feet in the water, in the harbor. Wow. So you have to build this giant multi-bicycle floating caravan thing. And you get all kinds of points based on like style and size and all this stuff. And it was wild. The thing we built was essentially five bicycles welded to a giant frame covered uh-huh. in barrels. And then we somehow got our hands on a giant carousel horse. <laughs> you can't just put a carousel horse all arbitrarily on a parade float. You need to yeah. like dust it up a bit. So we built these. Someone said, "I'll build wings for it, and it'll make it a Pegasus." And we're like, "That sounds cool." It's like <laughs> flying in a boat, and now it looks like it flies. Well, so, so cool. He, he took it seriously. I guess he felt like I don't want people judging me on some tiny wings, so <laughs> he bought like giant sheets of foam board, and he made these wings that are like thirty-six feet.
2: Oh they my god. So
1: big they were insane had, <laughs> most of the complexity was about how do you make this thing fit in a truck like
2: mm-hmm. a,
1: it was they were so big <laughs> and so he built all these things they got wire reinforcements everywhere and they did it they took it through the whole parade that way now it's one more thing hanging on the ceiling of this place these giant wings i on think i floor
0: noticed floor i think i saw those wings
1: yeah it was a trip it was so cool Oh, so yeah, man. that's the kind of stuff that happens here, and there's nobody to tell him like these wings need 36 <laughs> feet, not an inch shorter. He was like, I'm going, in or I'm going home.
2: Yeah,
0: no, that's so cool. So I love just, I mean that that's exactly what my brain looks like, like all these ideas, all these things that I want to do, I want to create, and um, gotta have a space, gotta have the the time and and um the passion to follow through and get those projects. I mean, you you don't even have to because everything you do, you're learning something new, and then you can put it all together and make something even better.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's so I, I agree. Like, there's no there's no rule. That you have to finish projects. You can always yeah. jump around, and yeah. half the project is a full learning experience nonetheless. Mm-hmm. But that being said, there's something that's really satisfying and encouraging about finishing a project. And a lot of projects don't get finished because there's some hard parts, kind of a bottleneck or expensive mm-hmm. or whatever, or whatever reason the projects get finished. And over time, those start to wear on you. I yes. mean, as much fun as it is, it kind of feels like it's not as valuable of your time. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, a finished project presents to the outside world so much better. Oh, you can help tell people, yeah, it's half finished, but I learned a whole bunch. And they're going to mm-hmm. go, all right, way to spend your time. <laughs> When you do it and you finish it, yeah, people are impressed, especially if you really went above and beyond and did something that, yeah, okay, you built your own IKEA furniture for the instructions, that's cool. Mm-hmm. People that. expected to do that, yeah, but to build a wind turbine from scratch, that's mm-hmm. like extraordinary. And people think to themselves, that's not something a person can do, an average person with no experience uh, can do. That's but you really can, and to prove it to people by doing it it says a lot about what's possible in the world and it says a lot about who you are as a person. And that feels nice. so good, that keeps you going.
0: No, you're absolutely right. And so yesterday I was uh, out in Virginia Beach and then I came back and I was like, you know, I want to finish some of this stuff. And it was like midnight and I was like, I can't really sleep because I've been on two monster drinks. <laughs> uh, <my> drive, right? <laughs> like I can't sleep. So I went to my workshop and I was like, all right, I need to put legs on this little bench that I made um, I've had these um seat cushions left over from there were basically the chairs that the dining chairs uh, were under warranty. So they replaced because the the leather has but had torn, so they they sent new seats for them. So now I've got these five seats sitting around. I was like, you know what? I can definitely turn it into a bench. So I connected them underneath I put uh, two pieces of plank wood screwed them down, and now this is a long piece of bench. So I was like, how am I going to build legs underneath it? And then I had these IKEA legs from uh, this uh, desktop furniture lying around. I was like, this would fit perfectly. Actually, I was doing another project in my office. I'm just moving things around, and I wanted to add a leaf to the end of my table to make it longer, and that thing had these legs. So I took the legs off, and I'm looking at the legs, I was like, these would be perfect for the bench that I was creating for the kids.
1: There you go.
0: So I finished like two different projects, three different projects, just between midnight to like 3
2: a.m. <laughs> like,
1: I'm going to go sleep for an hour. The witching hour. That's where the magic happened. Yes. I is. think part of the magic of getting stuff done at like midnight and later is that if you're so tired, like, you know when you're drunk, you don't take things as seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, if you had to like paint a picture and you were sober, you'd be like, I don't know if it's yeah. good enough. But if you're drunk, you're like, Oh, I did it. I nailed it. It's awesome. And so like <laughs> being able to finish a project is kind of getting over your perfectionism. Yes. And when it's really late, just like screw it. It's good enough. And then the next day you're like, Oh, it actually is good it's enough. Not I'm glad yeah. <laughs> so nice. That,
0: nice. Uh, cool. Man. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I do find a lot of joy when I'm, you know, finished with a project then i like honey look i made this and some of the things that i've been building is like pvc pipes put together into a chair and then now i'm like knitting knitting a chair you know seating area with like
1: rope. <laughs> why not right
0: <laughs> why not and because i saw i was like hey how do you do this i look on youtube and this guy's like okay this is how you wrap it and it's really intricate like you got to have taught and you gotta. I'm like, wow, this is really interesting. And I'm just watching this guy make a chair out of this material. I can't remember the name of the material, but it's like it's probably like material that you use for for bow and arrow, but it's like the, the string part, maybe. Okay. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know. Anyways, it was really cool. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna make this. And so so now I've got a bunch of PVC pipe chairs sitting around that are uh, halfway done
1: because <laughs> it
0: takes so much time. <laughs> Everything yeah. takes so much. time. I think
1: that's why it's gotta be a passion, right? Because yes. people come in here sometimes and they get it in their head that like companies that sell things are making a profit and that's why they cost what they cost. Mm-hmm. And so they, they're like, I don't want to spend this much money for a kitchen sink. I want to make one myself. <laughs> like, Exactly. Look, if I paid you a dollar an hour, this is still gonna be a twelve hundred dollar sink. <laughs> like you, yes. you don't have any idea how much time it takes to learn the skill, to oh, practice yeah. and to make a thing and then remake it if you didn't like the first one. Plus the materials are expensive and it's just a lot. You have to love doing it. It has to be
2: absolutely your,
1: right. I mean, when you go skiing and you pay a thousand dollars for a weekend of skiing, that's yeah. not an investment. You're not planning on having a value proposition there other than yeah. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. valuable for your soul.
2: Exactly. So
1: that's what this is, too. And yeah. a lot of high yeah. school come in here and they're not quite sure what to expect, or they heard there's a place here.
2: Mm-hmm. And they'll
1: say, yeah, I need a lamp for my apartment. I figured, why well, spend $20 in Walmart when I could just make one for free? And you're like, whoa. <laughs> well, hey. you can
0: spend $20 to be here, first of I, all.
1: I, I got two by fours and wire and an LED. We could definitely make one for yeah. free. But <laughs> if you don't have the skills to make it look good, yeah. Uh, you're still going to spend a hunt, you know, <laughs> an entire night making this twenty dollar lamp that's going to look like garbage. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a thing to say, and so one of the reasons, one of the ways that I really got into this is, this was around Iron Man two time. It's like twenty four, twenty thirteen, uh, or twenty twenty twelve, I think, and I saw people were making Iron Man costumes. Like, oh my God, this is so cool. So I started looking up and I'm looking at papakura, and I'm looking up all the different ways you can cut paper.
1: Yeah, like the origami ones, yeah.
0: No, well, origami is you're folding it, but Pepakura is you're actually cutting paper in certain states and then you have folds and valleys and then you then yeah. glue those pieces together.
1: Sure. It, 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 looks, the, it looks kind of folded, right? It's like a low yeah, poly. Yeah, it. yeah.
0: It, it's got the poly look. Yeah. So I, was a, I, I made the handpiece, the glove part. And that took me at least two weeks and it's all yeah. done with cardboard.
1: Oh man.
2: Okay.
0: I need to find a way to do it faster. So the yeah. Welcome
1: time- to laser cutting. Your world is going to be shaking. Oh, I know.
0: So the next thing I looked at was, okay, I can use foam cord and I don't need all this extra padding in it or when I'm putting these pieces together. So using that, I was able to build an entire helmet using yeah. my- uh, 8 millimeter or, or 10 millimeter thick foam. But then I still had to use an X-Acto knife to first trace it all out. You know, yeah. you we're know, going to trace it all out. Now I've got to cut it. That took me another, you know, couple nights, a few nights, and yeah. I'm just, you know, working at it. And it was, it was really cool.
2: Yeah. And yeah.
0: Um, I was like, all right, we need to get a 3D printer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, 3D printer. <laughs> next 3D
0: Comic-Con... <laughs>
1: People, what people like they know of three D printing because it sounds cool, I guess, and everyone talks about it. It but sounds it's, cool, like, so, right? It is yeah, small parts, and it takes like dozens of hours to make. Oh my a god! Lamp. Yeah, like to make a lamp would probably take five hundred hours.
0: Oh, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And so, so the, I, I was like, all right, let's let's got we got to find three D printers first, and okay, we found 3D printers. They're all Kickstarter projects right now because all the maker ones are, you know, $2,000, $3,000. And yeah. I'm like, okay, now we got to figure out how to use the software to actually make what we want to make. Yep. yep. So there's so much, like, you can spend an entire lifetime, like, doing just that specific thing, which is amazing yeah. how people...
1: Uh, you know, the funny thing is everyone hears a 3D printing. And like I said, it's slow. We have 12 3D printers here, mm-hmm. and if I get a project done, I'll just run all 12 of them. Yeah. It still takes a long time to get everything done. Yes. But the laser cutter, that laser cutter, if you get good at the laser cutter, so you know how to use the software and you can get it to do what you want, which is not a very hard skill, you could learn that in a weekend. And you know where there's a Dollar Tree store that has foam board, dollar foam board, and a scale with a laser cutter, and like the whole world is your oyster. There's like almost nothing oh, you can't solve that and we make everything we we're so spoiled that like mm-hmm. people cut a paper in half on the laser cutter because it was like you know like a two a, <laughs> like coupon thing like a flyer that has like a top and a bottom and they're it half i'm like you know we've got a paper cutter here right <laughs> and they're like why why would i ever stoop to like hand when i've got the laser right, okay
0: that's too funny just yeah, too funny. We
1: love it. I mean, we build drones out of foam board on mm-hmm. laser cutter, and tons of cosplay stuff. Oh wow! My oh, wife. My so at some point, I don't know what I, I. I make a mistake sometimes of letting my wife know what the <laughs> laser cutter can do. And I remember I told her like, ah, I could do our wedding invitations on that. She's like, cool, do it. And I was excited <laughs> about it, so I thought it through, and I was like, all right. So it takes twenty minutes to make one invitation. Mm-hmm. Like Two hundred of these things. i'm just gonna live here and and recently uh i did an engraving on a cutting board and she thought it was really pretty and so every time there's a wedding or a celebration somewhere she just gives me a cutting board i I, i'll come to you know i'll wake up in the morning i'll get ready to go to work she's already gone and Mm -hmm. there'll be a cutting board sitting on the counter that says like this one's for so and so make it say this oh my god running like a side business doing wedding cutting board (laughs) gifts
0: so So when you say cutting board which which kind is this
1: you know those like wooden cutting boards for like kitchen work? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you okay. Know, so,
1: like, you know, you, you chop onions on it or whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like 25 bucks at Bed Bath mm-hmm. & and Beyond and she mm-hmm. just grabs them. She should probably grab them in bulk at this point and mm-hmm. she just put sticky note on it. I feel like I'm a cake decorator. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Julia, and whatever. And so, you know, whip it out. And the problem is like you the, everything we've talked about, right? Like none mm-hmm. of us are like, oh, I'll just engrave their names and the date on it. That'll be yeah. easy. Yeah. No, 30 mm-hmm. foot wings. That's how we do it. So I'm like, let me look up some stuff on the internet about them and, oh, nice. they're in this sort of stuff. Let me find that character from the movie that does that. So yeah. I'm, like, I'm killing myself. And she no. doesn't do this to me, right? She didn't say to do that. She's like, you no. the name and the date. But I keep following up. And every time I give one back to her, it's funny because she, lo- she knows what's coming by now. Yeah. She looks yeah. at it like, what is this? And she sees it. She goes, all right. You know, don't, just don't complain to me about how hard these are. <laughs> this was three minutes and you know it.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. So you're engraving uh cutting boards on the laser cutter. Is yep, it? that's right. Nice. Okay. Yep. Context. All right. Perfect, man. This is, this was really, really fun. I, I need to come visit you and uh, you know, and you know, check out the space even more and yeah. spend some time, get some volunteer hours in. And
2: uh uh, you know to uh,
1: all your listeners out there on the interwebs. Uh Makerspaces are prevalent all over the world. Definitely go check one out. Definitely bring your friends and family. It's a great way to kind of expand your horizons. And I think there's something for everyone at Makerspaces, even if it's not an everyday thing or a podcast career path for you. Exactly. There's a great experience out there and check it out. The other thing is if you're in the area, Nova Labs is, is open every day. We're giving tours on Wednesdays. We do open houses on weekends, on Sundays usually. Check out our nice. meetup page, uh, meetup.com/nova-makers. And additionally, there's a big festival coming up June 2nd called the Nova Maker Fair. Nice. It's going to be at University. Uh, check that out online, the Nova Maker Fair, and it's going to be a huge multi-building uh, event, like three to four thousand people. Wow. And they all are just a bunch of makers who show up and have boosts and show off some crazy projects they've made. Nice. So, Thirty six foot wing Pegasus floats with the crazy thing. Just wait. They've got some crazy crazy things.
0: Very cool, man. So one of the things that I asked my guests is a few questions, And the number one question was like you know was uh, tell us your story and your journey. The number two question is, what is what is? And this question is very funny. So the question is, what is one hobby that you wish you got into?
1: Thank you, man. Like I've about all those crazy things. Like before, I picked engineering. I was studying to be a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. a photographer, software developer, a pilot. Like I, I've done a lot of stuff. So yeah. I think the thing that I haven't done, like it's because I don't know it exists. Mm-hmm. I've tried everything I'm interested in, and I will still to this very day, like, yeah, it pretty hard. If I'm like, did you see this new sport people play? I've never even heard of it. I'm a golden. It's called Frisbee Golf. And like you go up in the mountains, you throw frisbees everywhere. <laughs> All right, let's see how that plays out. So yeah, uh, I do a lot a lot of stuff. I live a very full nice. cool, cool life and I'm super happy and lucky. I know how lucky I am to be able to yeah. do that. And yeah, if there's a cool thing you know about, I'm willing to You've
0: you either have a you're either have already done it or would love to, try it.
1: love to try it. Yeah, kite surfing is my new one. I've never it's been so kite surfing. Oh. And I just had my birthday in the beginning of May. And I told my oh. wife, I was like, kite surfing, it's a thing. I've decided I'm going to do it. <laughs> like, it's funny to see all these half-made projects around the house. Mm-hmm. But to me, they're kind of the saving grace. Because she's like, please, oh, please, let him go <laughs> kite surfing once and decide it's not for him. Before we have <laughs> a house full of kite surfing gear, whatever else he's into. Oh, man. We don't need to deal with.
0: I hear you. All right. So the next question is, what is your favorite movie or TV
1: show? Shoot, man. So I love media. I love content. Mm-hmm. I read books. I watch TV. I watch movies. I usually try and pick. Like if I'm in front of the TV for more than two minutes and mm-hmm. I don't see something I want, I don't keep surfing. I'm done. Like, yep, And I yeah. don't actually watch regular cable TV. I think that's yeah. one monstrosity to your attention and your value. Mm-hmm. So I only watch like digital stuff. So online, I have all the accounts, right? The Netflix, the HBO Go, I have all those accounts. Yep. So I can pick what I want and it's worth my time and I enjoy it.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. So for TV, I think I gave you a little list, did I? I don't remember. Yes,
0: uh, that list is, I have it. I mean, I don't.
1: Yeah. Well, so I could, I could, if I named like my three favorite TV shows, three favorite movies, three favorite books now, they'd be totally different from the list you have. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, I've, I've always seen that happen. Okay. <laughs> but go ahead.
1: Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I like so much stuff. I dabble mm. in almost everything. Like, I so, like everything.
0: What, if you were to pick just one movie.
1: One movie. Uh, and, and, okay, so, like everything, it's about the audience. So, if I'm going to yes. recommend, yeah. is it my favorite for me or for recommending to someone else?
0: No, this is favorite for you, yourself. You would see this all the time.
1: Boy. So, I do love the big action picks. I love, like, an Inception. Mm-hmm. But I think I want something a little deeper. So, I'm going to go with Gattaca. Gattaca oh. my
0: that is yeah. so deep. So, so deep.
1: so is- true and every day it gets truer. I feel like people will watch it uh-huh. 25 years from now and be yeah. like, they okay. saw this coming. How did they not do it? How- <laughs> people thought this was a, sci- a sci-fi? Like-
0: <laughs> this is real life. This is what we're real doing business. now.
1: Yeah. And, and I do love. Uh, so I've got a couple of like deep passions for a good zombie movie
2: mm-hmm. and
1: a good time travel movie. Those oh. two. There's there's no time travel movie or zombie movie I won't watch.
0: Well, I don't want to give it away, but by the time this episode is out, I'm I'm hoping everybody's already seen Endgame.
1: No, I haven't. I haven't. Don't do it. Whatever you're about to do, I'm not going to do it.
0: it. Okay, I'm gonna
1: do it. And and I haven't done it because so there's like 173,000 Marvel movies you have to watch to get to Endgame, right? (laughs) And like I don't have the time for that, so I had a couple of big ones I'd seen, right? Yeah. like, it's it's over now, so I feel like I can at least commit to it knowing there's an end point and I'm not going to be wasting the rest of my life watching Sure,
0: movies. sure. I guess so, you could say that.
1: This, this, like, giant infographic of all the movies ordered <laughs> orders appear so you can watch them in an order that makes sense. And yes. Cranking through these things. And they're good. Yeah. At least for the most part, they're good. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many spider mans you need to see before you get the idea, but okay. <laughs> so, I'm going through and I'm watching all these, and I was like, all right, cool. like this end game's coming out. I'm going to be able to see all of these, and then yeah. Well, it turns out the one before end game that you have to watch before end game isn't out yet, which is uh Captain Marvel. Yes, so I'm Captain like, Marvel is coming Marvel. on DVD
0: soon. yeah,
1: So I, I think I have to buy it in order to see it soon enough to be able to go to the theater and see but the theater.
0: Captain Marvel's in theaters right now.
1: Is it still? Yeah. Should be. All right. Well, maybe, maybe it's double feature time. Maybe I got to yeah, close the so book easy. off with a bang. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for, thanks for that. I had plans this weekend, but apparently that's what I'm doing now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're welcome.
1: All right. <laughs> okay.
0: Last question. If you were a board game, what would it be?
1: A board game. All right. So I got, what don't I like? I'm going to jive into stuff. I like board games. I don't really like the classic, like, Monopoly stuff. I think they're cool. Like, I went to engineering school. I like math. I like a game that's got some meat to it.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: And those are very procedural. You roll dice, you land on stuff, you buy kind of boring. Yeah. Like, these people don't always know. They think, like, all right, there's Monopoly and Parcheesi and whatever. And then there's, like, Dungeons and Dragons. Mm -hmm. But there's actually this huge spectrum of, like, board games. And if you've ever heard of, like, uh, what is it? Carcassonne or what's the. Catan, right? Catan. So these are some like yeah. very well known in terms of those kind of board games. And if mm-hmm. you've heard of that, you know that that's a genre. So they have a game night here on Friday nights, and if my wife's out of town because Friday nights she date night, I get to hang out, play board games. Yeah, and I see all these crazy games that are super fun. So as the prerequisite, so mm-hmm. board games I like are going to be ones that people have probably not heard of, unless you're into board games, right? Yeah. yeah. I guess there's one that just came out that I like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's called, oh boy, it's called Quacks of Quicksonagle or something oh like. It. It's got like it's got two Q's in it. And you're essentially a wizard who makes potions, like magic potions. Mm. So suck at it. You're like an apprentice, and you're terrible, right? You're like the uh, the Mickey Mouse apprentice from Fantasia. You're like, I got this spell that makes brooms come to life, and now everything's flooding, and I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so. You essentially go through making spells and, and blowing stuff up constantly. And it's a cute game, and it plays quick, and the rules are pretty straightforward, but it's not so obvious that, like, it's not shoots and ladders where, like, you obviously are making Is it simple.
0: called Quacks of the Quacks of Quidlinburg?
1: <laughs> it sounds like it's exactly what it's called. I don't think there's any games that are called that. <laughs> <laughs> Google it? Yeah, that's it. It just came out. A friend got it at a conference. They do a board game conferences for that group. Nice. Back I think like, I
0: saw somebody play that game on tuesday night when i was uh visiting oh was, maybe uh, maybe
1: yeah it's brand new in fact that guy who has it here had to order it from like europe because they had a pre-order and uh-huh. it was so hard to get the game that like some people like bought them like ticket scalpers they like bought them yeah to resell it and like, it was so hard to get one that wasn't like two hundred dollars mm-hmm. in europe <laughs>
0: That's always a that's always a problem, man. there's there's so many topics, there's so many tangents that we can go off from this. It's it's amazing. I love it. Bo, thank you so much for your time, man. This was so much fun. I can't wait to come visit Nova Labs right. and you know start working on some of these projects that I have sitting in my workshop and you know get them done. And um,
1: you know it's funny. The timing is so funny. Uh, this is why. <laughs> this is why this place is crazy. So, we're finishing up right now, wrapping up. We're going to go on and do our things. The UPS guy just showed up and he's got these giant boxes of stuff. And I know it's in him because I ordered them. Like, Ooh, a new project. All right. Well, great talking to you. I'm going to go build some stuff. <laughs> My life. And, so uh, cool. It away.
0: So cool. Well, thank you so much again. Uh, I, I definitely want to build some things using the laser cutter and foam board. You probably know Adam Savage, yeah. right? And yep. he yep. had a project where he built his childhood home using foam core. It was like a, one of the one day builds.
1: I hope it wasn't one to one scale. It
0: was not one to one <laughs> scale. <laughs> it was a, uh, but it was a lot of fun. I was like, Oh my God, that's so cool. I want to do that.
1: <laughs> that's so funny. That's and, so, funny. that is the kind of thing that someone would do here. And mm-hmm. it's one of the things i would never thought about. And yeah, and Remember, you're asking me, like, what do you would you do? And like, uh, I haven't heard of it. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I've never heard of that. And now that you mention it, it sounds pretty cool. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And Adam Savage, you know, he's he's from MythBusters, and he's he's got an amazing workshop, and he's like constantly working on some really crazy stuff all the time. And then he's got his own video channel. So I was like, what if Nova Labs had a video channel? Yeah, and filming yeah. stuff. So I would. I mean, if I were out there, I would love to do that for Nova Labs because cool. that's some of my passion with video production and whatnot.
1: Well, I'm here all the time. Next time you're in, if you can give me a heads up ahead of time or just make sure, you know, when you're here, you say hi and we'll talk because I'd Absolutely. love to.
0: Yeah, for sure, man.
1: Awesome. Thanks
0: again. Talk to you soon.
1: My pleasure. Have a good one.
0: You too. Bye. Congratulations. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website.